Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking profession-shaping conversations and commentary. In this episode, Scott Delano, Design Direct at Wright Here Amina Architects, discusses the importance of employee experience. Thanks, Scott, very much. We're talking with Cornet Global today. Absolutely. So we're here to talk about employee experience in the workplace and Here's my, my first question. We hear a lot today about diversity and inclusion in the workplace, obviously a very important topic. Can you mm-hmm. comment based on your experience and insight on the difference between companies that foster and build upon a workplace that promotes diversity and inclusion and those that do not? Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of it is to look at, of course, we're, we're all very interested in data that supports what our thoughts are. and so. In this one, it's actually pretty easy to find. So McKinsey did um, did a study that found that I think it was around 35% um, that companies were 35% more likely to have financial returns based on having higher diversity and inclusion. And a lot of that comes down to people having a disparate set of views can see different things. And so in in, in a design process with with when I'm working with staff and working with a client. The way that I describe the same phenomena is if I were to put a Coca-Cola bottle in the middle of the table, I can tell you with exquisite detail what's happening on my side of the bottle, but I cannot see anything on the other side. So I require your input to understand fully what that Coke can looks like so that we can, in that case, design to solve that problem. The diversity and inclusion is a similar aspect where if you have one group of people that are cohesive in their worldview, that they will always see the same problems and always see them in the same way, loosely. Of course, there will be minor changes to that, but they can't see outside of a mindset that they don't even know that they have. Whereas others who have had a different world experience, different life experience, will bring a different set of assumptions and a different set of values to it, so they'll be able to understand whatever that challenge is more readily and more fully. And I think that's a lot to understand. That actually does have spatial implications as well because if we're designing for a more diverse um, group, then we have to actually take into account the different ways that people work and the different things that they bring to the workplace, whether it's you know, people who need a different type of flexibility or people who have expectations of how they can work with others that need to be merged with how their others are working with it. Sure, okay. My next question, I think you may have answered already to some extent, and it's this. Is hiring employees with diverse backgrounds beneficial to the overall employee experience? I would certainly think it is. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and in a lot of the conversations that, that we've been having with our, with our clients, the diversity and inclusion is actually becoming part of the HR push um, because they know there are measurable returns on it. And this is this is something that obviously we're, we've seen starting with many of the tech companies and then it's, it's bleeding into sort of larger organizations, but it's even happening in smaller organizations that, that we're working with a little bit more slowly. And I, I think that, that trend is fairly common um, in terms of as it relates to work life you know, and, and work integration of, of, of those types of initiatives like the, the diversity and inclusion. And so in the end, you know, it does improve the understanding of what the company stands for as well, because each of them brings something different to their understanding and support of the mission. And that, that is, again, the, one of the other things that we've seen a lot of is the importance of that sort of mission-based 
uh, workplace. So making sure that you know that you are driven by a mission is very clear what it is that you stand for. People are buying based on those, those mission-driven qualities and people are joining your company based on your company's mission. Um, and that's another one of the trends that we have seen that, that does tie into this as well, is making sure that you know who you are in the world and people can stand behind you and what you stand for. Exactly, okay. Now let's consider a different topic, Scott, that being technology. I understand that AI or artificial intelligence is making great strides these days in helping create a more efficient workplace for employees. How so? So, and a lot of it is, you know, we're, we're talking about what, what AI can do, and, and there's a lot of, <laughs> there's initially a lot of fear around AI that it's going to take my job away. Um, right. And really what AI excels at traditionally are the things that are more, the more mundane tasks that are expected. And so if those can be done by the AI, it frees up that individual to be upskilled so that they can be trained beyond the skills that they have there and into a broader stroke. And, and so I had spoken uh, last year at a law exchange conference and, and AI was part of what I was talking about as it related specifically to paralegals. And so the AI had taken over quite a bit of what was originally the paralegals job. And so the paralegals, many of them were being transitioned into being research experts because the AI isn't very good at understanding nuance. It isn't very good at understanding how to connect dots that aren't explicitly connected. But that's what you need the human for. So looking at those things and saying, what can be routinized? What can be worked out in a way that the AI can do it efficiently, quickly, and correctly? And free up the softer side of that for the people to then develop those skills further. Sure, okay. That, that makes sense. Great. And now what about virtual reality. We hear about that too. How do you think that's going to influence and enhance the workplace experience? Sure. So this one is going to be a little bit more of, um, of dots that I'm trying to connect to see what's happening. Some things that I have seen, um, some products that I've heard about but aren't yet in the, you know, in the industry, things that are, are sort of forward-looking. So to, to sort of be clear, none of this exists yet. It's what I'm thinking is coming based on what I'm seeing. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. <laughs> but if I'm right, you right. heard it. <laughs> um, and so mm -hmm. a, a lot of the, we're looking at free address environments where your understanding is you come in and you choose the desk you work at that day. And on, on the sort of most positive end of that, you get to choose the environment that feeds the work that you're doing that day. And if you have an understanding of what your day will look like, you can choose the right environment for that. And so that's all great. The VR and how that, and, and AR, how that works into it is we're now developing much more sophisticated platforms to work with the free address so that you can, if you know where you're going, let's say you're going to a different site than you normally go to, and obviously you're going to be sitting at a desk in that site, but you don't necessarily know where it is. The interface can tell you where you are going to get the cup of coffee that you want before you go, one that will meet your criteria. The path will be illuminated for you as you approach. And so as you're looking at your phone, and you can actually hold it up and look at the setting, it will actually highlight the line to and the destination of you getting to your desk. So you can just follow that. Then when you get there, a lot of the furniture manufacturers have been looking at a few different things, like in, in one case, 
the screen that normally separates you from the person who sits opposite you usually sits behind your monitor. So the work that you're doing is on the monitor. And if you are at that desk traditionally every day, you probably have pictures of your kids and post-it notes and a picture of your dog or you know, all that stuff, and maybe even a calendar with important dates. What we're looking at is the possibility to take that back panel, make it a fairly, at this point, low-cost LED, which would automatically pull up what you would have put on your cubicle wall at your desk. So the pictures of your kids would be in the same place that it always is at your desk. So it's making the environment around you adapt to what your needs are versus you having to bring all those things with you and stick up so that you feel connected to the space that you're in. That's just one That's amazing. small, but it does, it's trying to make people feel welcome and feel at home and feel connected to the space. And so really that's a lot of what that, that, again, the drive for making people connect deeply to not only your mission but also to the space that you're in. Well, that's fascinating. Who knows what's around the corner uh, given those types of uh, developments. Fantastic insights here. Uh, Scott, anything further about the workplace experience that you'd like to add that we should be uh, on the lookout for uh, as we wrap up? Yeah, and I think, you know, the some of the hallmarks that we're seeing a lot more of is, you know, as we look through the, the five generations within the workplace, every one of them sort of adding a bit to the story of what the workplace is, the common thread is that we have a higher level of expectation for the experience of our workplace, and the experience not only of sitting at my desk, but from the moment I approach the building to the moment that I sit down at my desk. And so this is putting a lot, of, a lot more pressure on building owners to have their buildings meet those needs and provide a compelling and interesting and engaging experience from the moment I walk up to the office building as I pass through that lobby, which should be enlivened in some way for people to feel connected to it, a rich set of amenities, that I can use as a tenant or, in many cases, as a visitor to a tenant. And then getting to the office and having that office be directly connected to the mission, directly connected to me, and allow me to see myself in that space. It's all that experience that is inclusion and it's engagement. And that's really important as we look for what, what all of the generations now are starting to expect, much of that driven by a higher level of expectation for experience-based living from millennials and Gen Z. Okay. Fascinating, fascinating. Well, thanks so much for uh, talking with us today, uh, Scott, and sharing these uh, very helpful insights about the workplace experience. Great. Thank you so much, Tim. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit CornetGlobal.org to learn more.